What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another edition of Are You Ready for Some Football right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams. And I am Chip Hazard. Shout out to Roger Sierra who couldn't be with us tonight, man. Look forward to having you back, buddy. Uh, that being said, though, before we jump on to week 11, let's recap re- week 10 of the NFL. And we'll kick it off with the Thursday nighter. Um, this game between the Baltimore Ravens and the Miami Dolphins um, didn't start off good. I mean, they didn't really start doing really good until the fourth quarter of this game. Um, but the Dolphins did manage to pull off the victory against the Baltimore Ravens 22-10. to 10. Uh, Some of the stats, um, uh, let's start, we'll start off with the Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson, 238 and a touchdown, but he did have the interception. Um, uh, Lamar Jackson also ran for 39 yards. Uh, Devontae Freeman for 35. Um, you know, uh, I think uh, Rashad Bateman was their leading receiver at 80 total yards. Mark Andrews, a tight end, six receptions, 63 yards and a touchdown. Um, Sammy Watkins did lose a fumble, however, so that was a very, uh, very key moment there. Um, but you I mean, but Josh, Josh, Josh Burns, uh, Patrick Queen, um, Odoff Owen, I want to say that's how his name is pronounced, Justin Houston, all with sacks in this game. I mean, pretty much, you know, obliterated, um, Jacoby Brissett. Now, Jacoby Brissett did start the game, but he did come out. He only finished with 156 yards. Tua came back into the came into the game for the first time in a while and actually uh, did okay. 158 yards. Uh, Miles Gaskin did did run for 31, um, which the, the, the running attack for both teams was under 100 yards, but Miami only had 60 yards total uh, in rushing uh, between between uh, Gaskin, uh, Albert Wilson, Ahmed. And between the two quarterbacks, Brissett and uh, Tua, Tua did, however, get a touchdown run. Um, and uh, you know, the leading receiver was uh, Albert Wilson with a with a with an eighty-seven yarder. Um, Xavier Howard did have a fumble recovery, which he did bring, run back for a touchdown. So that was the uh, that was the big defensive play for the game, along with Justin Coleman making the interception and uh, Byron Jones with uh, nine total tackles. Um, also, uh, Javon Holland also had a tackle for a loss in a sack. Uh, so did, um, Edwin Roberts and Emmanuel Ogbe. Um, Adam Butler also had a, um, sack as well. Um, so what did you think about this game in particularly? Were you surprised more than anything that Miami actually did beat Baltimore? Well, first of all, you ran down all these stats and you missed the biggest stat of them all. I probably it's probably not up here. So okay, which stat did you uh which stat did you uh go ahead? This was Le'Veon Bell's last game as a Raven. I did not know that. <clears throat> yep, they, I did uh, not know that. He he was released today, uh okay. as of this recording. Um he thanked the, the city of Baltimore and the coaching staff uh and everything. But yeah, he is uh no longer a Baltimore Raven. Once again, looking for a team to play on. Um, so that's that. Uh, but back okay. to uh, my thoughts of the the game. Um, and this was a uh, of all the, the the Thursday nighters. This has probably been one of the worst Thursday nighters. Um, Just because it didn't really do anything until the fourth quarter. Right, uh, you know, uh, Jacoby Brissett, he, he looked okay in in flashes, but but not really good for a guy that's possibly going to be the starter. Or yeah, well, with Tua we back, 
Well, Batuo coming into the game. Yeah, but they're they're splitting reps. They're, they're doing the same thing that they did. Miami's doing the same thing they did last year with Tua and um, Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Yeah, they're, they're they're splitting the reps, uh, which is is terrible. We we said this last season. We said this again this season. Um, you know, as of recording, uh, both uh, Jacoby Brissett and Tua Tagovailoa uh have taken uh first team uh snaps in practice so they don't know who the who's going to be the starter coming into um week 11 right uh, as it stands um so you know there's there's a problem there in miami we've said that um but this was this was a good win for them right you know um you know, beating Baltimore, uh, and now Baltimore looked absolutely terrible as well. Yes. Um, they were after being too much on Lamar Jackson again. That's correct. Uh, I was just going to get to that point. Uh, Lamar Jackson, either they're the play calling is calling for, for Lamar to do too much, or he's trying to do too much. If, if that makes sense. Oh, no, it makes um, a lot of sense because I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, when, when most games, he's the leading rusher for his team. There's a problem because they had, well, prior to this season, they had a, a couple of good running backs. Uh, and I don't even know who their running backs are this season. Now that they've let, uh, Le'Veon Bell go and not that he was great I mean let's let's right. be honest um, well I mean with J.K. Dobbins going down with the injury you know that right. def- that definitely hurt him um but uh, as far okay. as who got they the got... reps Devontae Freeman uh Devin yep. Devonair Duvenair I'm sorry Duvernay Duvernay there you go yeah but he's he's a wide receiver yeah Devin Duvernay so, Devon- so Devontae Freeman's probably going to pick up the majority of the reps uh, only, between he, him and Latavius Murray, there you go, Latavius Murray. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, with 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 J.K. Dobbins on IR. Oh, um, yeah. So so yeah, there there's that. Uh, it, it it's it's another season of now. I mean, Baltimore is first in in the AFC North at six sitting at six and three. Um, but if they continue to lose games like this games that they clearly should have won because we know that Miami has been in, in duress the entire season. Right. Uh, so, so this would, this should have been a, a gimme game for Baltimore. Yes. But I, if I they continue so. to, but if they continue to lose these games, then they're going to find themselves on the outside looking in when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah, they are dangerously close uh, from not even making the playoffs if they keep playing the way that they're playing. Because, um, I mean, there was just a couple of weeks ago we were talking about Baltimore being one of the best teams in the league, and now they're floundering. Um, now, I mean, they're, they still got a you know a, a good record um, right now. They're still you know they're still at six and three, um, but then again, six and three is kind of like the benchmark. You know, like kind of like the average, you know what I mean? Because there's teams that are, you know, seven and two or eight and two, or um, you know, teams. I think yeah, I think eight and two is the best records 
that are out there right now. Um, but we're going to move on from that game to another game that, oh boy, a, a really, really good team against a team that just sucks. And this was the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets. Obviously, Buffalo won 45-17 to in a game that was just, oh boy, it was pretty ugly to watch. Who's messaging me? Hi. Anyway, so we're going to move on. First of all, let's get the Bills stats out of the way. Josh Allen, 366 yards, two touchdowns, but he did have that interception. As far as rushing goes, man, they rushed all over the field. Pretty much every every touchdown but two was um, a rushing touchdown. Uh, Devin Singletary had a touchdown. Uh, Matt uh, Breath. Breda, there you go. I think it's how it's pronounced. Breda, Matt Breda had a touchdown. Zach Moss had a touchdown. Uh, uh, Isaiah McKenzie had a touchdown. Um, and then you look at the receiving yards. Uh, you know, uh, Stephon Diggs, eight receptions, 162 yards, and a touchdown. Gabriel Davis out of nowhere, three receptions, 105 yards rushing. I'm sorry, 105 yards receiving. Uh, Matt Breda with three receptions, 22 yards receiving, and a touchdown. Uh, but Breda also did have an, did did have a fumble as well. So you know, man. <laughs> in order, Jordan Jordan Poyer, uh, Tre'Davious White, uh, Teron Johnson, and Levi Wallace all four with interceptions in this game, um, and just I mean they just they just just destroyed them. Just just I I, I mean whew. you look at the Jets, Mike White, two hundred and fifty one yards. No touchdowns, four interceptions. They bring in Joe Fluco, Flacco. Uh, he threw for 47 yards and got him a touchdown to Elijah Moore, the rookie. Um, Corey Davis did have a good game, five receptions, 93 yards. Michael Carter did rush for a touchdown um, and 39 yards rushing. Um, but Corey Davis also had the fumble. Um, uh, Rashad Neeson uh, did have an interception in this game. Uh, C.J. Mosley was the best defensive player that they had at seven uh, total tackles. Just a just an all around just beat down, you know. Again, it was a it was one of those revenge type games, you know. Right. Um, oh, oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. Oh, um, man. Do you do you do you think that Corey Davis is um, second guessing going to? Uh, New York now? Oh, I, I'm definitely thinking he's second guessing. His stock has completely dropped since he left Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, sure he's getting a little bit of money, but uh, man. hey, just hey, just because the uniforms are greener don't mean the grass is. Exactly. I mean, let's just be real, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't really have anything else to say uh, about about this game. Uh, we talked about it last week that you know after. The uh, after the Bills losing to um, who was it? Uh, who did the Bills lose to in Week Nine? Because I know they lost. It was uh, the Jaguars. Jaguars, uh, yeah, because it yeah. was that nine to six game. Yeah, we we said that that wh- whoever they played in Week Ten, um, they were just gonna. Mollywop and walk all over and i mean they did right uh i mean you can't say that the uh the jets are and the jags i they're 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 both 
terrible teams. I mean, and I think they're both sitting at like two and seven, something like that. I think the Jag, uh, the, yeah, I think the Jags are sitting at two and seven right now too. Yeah, yeah, the, the Jags are at two and or uh, the Jets are at two and seven for sure. Uh, right. I think the uh, the Jags are also at two and seven. Right. Uh, yeah, both at two and seven. You know, so I mean, it, it there could have been an argument made that you know the the Jets could have beat the Bills, except for I don't think they have as much talent as the Jaguars have on their team. The Jaguars have a lot of talent uh, and they just haven't pieced it all together yet. Right. Uh, the, the Jets don't have a lot of talent on their team. I mean, obviously it, I, I'm probably going to catch a lot of flack for that because, but you know, you get the, well, I mean, they do play in the NFL, so they got to be talented. Y- yes. I, I know they they are talented enough to play in the NFL I'm not saying that I could do what they do. Although again, maybe I could, Um, (laughs) you know, but when you, you, when you look at the, the upper echelon of teams, you know, like the Buffalo bills, the new England Patriots, the, the Ravens, the Titans, the Chiefs, Cardinals, the Packers, the Rams. Yeah. Fuck the Cowboys. um, Cowboys. (laughs) Right. You know, uh, they're, they're, they have a, a wider uh, range of talent. Right, they do. So, But we're going to move on from that game. Um, by the way, fuck the Jets. And we're going to move on to the next game, which I honestly think out of all the games, this was the game that shocked me the most. Okay. And I mean, well, I take that back. There was another game that kind of shocked me just just on the outcome, oh, just, just by the, the score, but... We'll get to that here in a minute. But I got to talk about this one game. The Washington football team beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 29-19 in a game that, really, Tom Brady, I won't say it's his worst game of his career, but it's definitely the worst game he's had this season. Um, Tom Brady, um, 220 for two touchdowns and two interceptions. Uh, Leonard Fournette ran for 47 yards, couldn't find an open hole to save his life. Uh, Mike Evans, two receptions, 62 yards, and a touchdown. Chris Godwin pitched in for seven receptions, 57 yards. Um, Leonard Fournette was used more as a receiver than he was a running back in this game, eight receptions for 84, 45 yards. Um, now, uh, uh, Levante David did force a fumble in this game, which was good. Um, but unfortunately, that was really the only big defensive stop that they have. Um, you know, Devin White did have uh, 18 total tackles and two sacks, three tackles for a loss. So he came, he showed up to play. Uh, Antoine Whitfield Jr. had ele- had 11 total tackles. Uh, Levante David did step in. Most of his tackles were assisted, though. He had nine assisted tackles. Excuse me. Um, and, of course, Ndamukong Sue got a sack. Anthony Nelson had a sack. You know, so they, they they did have you know some good plays on the defense, and then you look at Washington's uh, t- Washington statistics, and Taylor Heineke did throw you know two fifty six with a touchdown. He didn't throw an interception, so he didn't. They didn't ask him to l- win the game for them. Um, but Antonio Gibson, man, twenty four yards for sixty four. I'm sorry, twenty four carries for sixty four yards and two touchdowns on the day. Um, you know. Uh, Terry McLaurin, you know, was the lead receiver at six receptions, 59 yards. Uh, DeAndre Carter had the uh, 
had the uh, 56 uh, receiving yards and a touchdown. Um, Bobby McCain and William Jackson, both with interceptions in this game. Um, and, and really, I mean, the, 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 the defense was pretty much spread out the whole rest of the, I mean, I think the leading tackler on the defense was, uh, uh, Jamin Davis with six total tackles. Um, so how surprised were you that the Washington football team won this game against Tampa Bay? Uh, I, wow. I mean, I, I, first of all, where did this Washington football team come from? Right. Um, because it wasn't, it, you know, sometimes you'll ask me, did X team beat Y team or did Y team lose this game? Uh, and this wasn't a case of the Bucks, you know, it wasn't their game to lose. Um, this was their game to win and Washington showed up. They did. They really did. And I think it's because they are sitting at three and six. So even if they do go on a hot streak, which I'm not saying they will, but even if they do go on a hot streak, you know, they can finish out best case scenario. They can finish out 11 and six. If they if they if they go on a hot streak, I mean I don't see them going eleven and six, but you know, if they can play like this every single week, the chances of them getting on a roll, possibly making a wild card, I could see it happening. Yeah, I could definitely see them picking up a a, a wild card spot with you know, uh, like you said, if they continue to play the way they're playing, right? Um. What, let me see what their what's the rest of their schedule look like. Uh, let's see. This coming week they've got Carolina with Cam Newton being back. That might be a difficult task. It might be, but I mean it. It's possible. It's possible. I, I, they, they okay. I, I'm looking at their schedule. They have a pretty tough schedule lined out for the rest of of the season. Uh, they're at Carolina, then they host Seattle, then they're uh, at Las Vegas, host Dallas, at Philadelphia, at Dallas, host Philadelphia, and they end the season at New York. Mm. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's a pretty tough, if you look at, at where each of those teams are sitting, uh, Dallas is first in their division, Philadelphia second in their division. Uh, the Raiders aren't bad. Uh, the giants, uh, the giants are the giants. Um, the Seahawks, you never know which version of the Seahawks is going to show up. So there is that, um, I mean, they might be able to squeak out two, three, three or four wins, maybe. They, I mean, they could so, be. So, best case scenario, you're looking at eight and nine or seven and ten. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's because uh, they they could possibly beat Carolina, um, even with Cam Newton. Uh, depending on which Seattle shows up, they could beat Seattle. Right. Um, I mean, I think they could beat Vegas. Right. Uh, 
they might take one of the Dallas games uh and and they they might take one of the Philadelphia games uh and I think they beat New York for sure but there's there's uh, you know there, there's a lot of of mites and maybes in there uh I mean they could lose every game the rest of the season but I think if they go out and they play their game and they play like they did against the Bucks um like they did against Atlanta, like they did against the the Giants. Uh, those are their three wins so far this season. But they were, if you go back and you look, they were good, hard-fought wins. Right. Then I think they could, you know, I mean, they they could end, you know, uh, with with a a, a plus five hundred record nobody here's the funny thing now that we have um the extra the extra game nobody can go 500 right uh you're always going to have either a winning or losing uh season right unless they add another game or take away a game right well but but even if you had let me i mean if you go nine and eight yeah, you have a winning record, but I don't think nine and eight in either side could make could could could, could reach the playoffs. I think I think because of the extra game, it gives more teams the incentive to try to like, you know, I I seriously think in order to make the playoffs, and I'm not saying this as a rule of thumb, but I'm just saying in my mind, like, I would think that maybe ten wins would give, probably guarantee you a playoff spot. But then again, right. there have been teams who have went. 11 and five and missed the playoffs before, you know, that's so, true. you know, they just squeaked in because, you know, the team that's also 11 and five beat them in the tiebreaker. So they got to go to the playoffs instead of your team, even though you beat the team that was like the number one seed or whatever. Yep. That, that, that was, I think, well, what, what season was that? The 2016 or 2017 season when the Raiders uh, were 11 and five and then they missed the playoffs because they lost one of the tiebreaker rounds or whatever. I don't, I, it doesn't matter. That being said, though, we're going to move on to the next game, the Dallas Cowboys and the Atlanta Falcons. And, oh, boy, this game was horrible to watch if you are a <laughs> Cowboys fan or an Atlanta Falcons fan. Um, or if you're a Dallas Cowboy hater, in, in Chip's case. 43-3. to three, I mean, that's a 40-point 40 40 just beat down. Um, let me hit you with Atlanta stats real quick. Uh, Matt Ryan, 117 yards, two interceptions. Josh Rosen came in. He was one of six for 14 yards, and he also had an interception. Uh, Wayne Gallman was their leading rusher at 55 yards. Um, Kyle Pitts was their leading receiver for reception, 60 yards. Um, their leading tackler was uh, Foy Olukin. Almost said Hadouken. Um, <laughs> um, with uh, 14 total tackles in that game, Fabian M- Monroe uh, with six. And honestly, that was that was it. Like nothing else that they did had any significance. However, you flip over to Dallas, Dak Prescott, two hundred ninety six yards, two touchdowns. Cooper Cup, or Cooper Rush came in there. Almost a Cooper Cup. Cooper Rush came in uh, through seventeen yards. Even Ezekiel Elliott got in on the passing game and threw a four yard pass. Um, Tony Pollard, forty two yards. Rushing Zeke with forty one yards, but two touchdowns. Uh, Dak ran a touchdown in. Uh, C.D. Lamb had six receptions for 94 yards and two touchdowns. Um, 
just everybody, you know, Amari Cooper went off. Um, you know, Malik Turner had a good, you know, seven yard pass or seven yard uh, touchdown or se- I'm sorry, not touchdown, seven yard reception. Uh, Michael Gallup showed up. Amari Cooper did good. Um, Zeke did have the fumble, but that's, you know, when, when does Zeke not have a fumble? But that's a different story in itself. Right. Um, Anthony Brown, uh, Jordan Lewis, and Trayvon Diggs. Again, Trayvon doing his thing, just beasting. Another interception for him. Um, uh, (laughs) Trayvon Diggs is making a big case for defensive player of the year, in my opinion, as far as just, you know, interception after interception. Like, he's already – he already has – matter of fact, if I can go to the – if I can go to the statistics real quick for the 2021 season – he already has eight interceptions this season, and we're not e- and, and we're barely halfway, you know, through the season. Now the now the now the uh, the record for most interceptions in a single season is fourteen, if I'm not mistaken. I think it is fourteen. Um, so if he stays on this pace, he'll he'll beat it by like two interceptions. Oh wow. But, yeah, so if yeah, because right now it's at eight, and we're some point in halfway between the season, so chances of him actually breaking that record, if it's if, if he continues to do what he's doing now, he'll definitely break that record, I think. Um, but also at the same time, and then you also look at the rest of the defense and what they did. Um, uh, Mika Parsons again making his case for defensive rookie of the year: six tackles, a sack, a tackle for a loss. Norris Armstrong also with a sack, with a sack and a tackle for a loss. This game was just, just you know, just a throttling, just a beat down. <laughs> what were your thoughts on it? I know fuck the Cowboys, but what were your what were your uh, initial thoughts about just the beat down? I, I mean, if they play like that every game, they it's it's crazy. Like they could you know, win out and go to the Super Bowl and all that. But, man, I, I, they they just don't play like that every game. No. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think I it's mean, because, because just, it was Atlanta, yeah. Well, I mean, this was just a, a, a shellacking. Yeah. 100% a shellacking. Yeah. And, I mean, there's no way to, to go about it. It just... Man. Right, a beat down for the sake of a beat down. Poor Atlanta Falcons. Right. Um, but so we're gonna move on from that trash ass game, and I say trash ass game because you know it wasn't really much of a game to a game that actually had a little bit of uh, a little bit of back and forth, a little bit of a uh, like, ooh, I wonder who's gonna win this game kind of thing because it because because they almost because uh, one of these teams tried to make try to mount the comeback and they almost did. The Tennessee Titans and the New Orleans Saints. Tennessee wins twenty-three to twenty-one. They are eight and two on the year. New Orleans is five and four on the year. Um, just again, man, this game was Tennessee persevering, trying to get you know. But let's go over the Saints stats real quick. Trevor Simeon, two two hundred ninety-eight yards and two touchdowns. Mark Ingram ran for forty-seven yards and a touchdown. Taysom Hill with twenty-three yards on top of that. Um, uh, Deontay Harris, three receptions, eighty-four yards. Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram also had four receptions for 61 yards. Uh, Traquan Smith, 44 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Marquez Callaway, 37 yards and a touchdown. Um, 
although Dante Harris, uh, Deontay Harris did have the fumble. So there, that one, that cost him. And Marshawn Lattimore led, led the team with six uh, total tackles. Um, then you go over to the Tennessee Titans. Um, and then you have uh, Ryan Tannehill, t- uh, 213 yards and a touchdown. He also had the, the, the only rushing touchdown in the game. Uh, Deontay Foreman uh, ran for 30 yards. Adrian Peterson ran for 21. Uh, so really not that big a rush game. Uh, Marquise Johnson, five receptions for 100 yards in that game. Uh, Foreman also had uh, 48 yards uh, through the air as well. Uh, A.J. Brown, one reception for 16 yards. So not really a big game out of A.J. Brown this week. Um, of course, they passed the ball around a lot to different receivers. They had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve different targets for uh, Ryan Tannehill in this particular game. Um, and then their best uh, defensive players, well, the two best defensive players uh, were uh, were uh, Javon Brown and Monty Rice, both with ten total tackles each. Uh, Jeffrey Simpson had two touched had two sacks. Harold Harold Landry had a, had a sack. Uh, Naquan Jones also had a sack, so they they definitely uh, were working in the stat department in that one. Um, so, what were your thoughts initially about the Titans beating the Saints in this game? Uh, I, I mean, it, it was one of those games. Uh, I, I picked the Titans to win. Uh, so did you, of course. Um, but you know, we we say this week in and week out, uh, which New Orleans Saints team is going to show up? Right. Um, you know, the Titans have, I mean, they, they, it's crazy to say, but I think they look better with Adrian Peterson at running back and Derrick Henry riding the bench. Oh, I mean, we know he's hurt, but, um, I'm probably going to get a lot of flack about that because no, 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 it's, it's King Henry, but, I think I understand what you're talking about because people think because Derrick Henry is not there, that the threat isn't there anymore. And then they're underestimating the rest of the team because Derrick Henry is not there. Am I correct about that? That's right. Also, also Tennessee's not relying so heavily on the run. So they're able to get the ball. They're spreading the ball out more. Right. Um, and it's so weird because New Orleans led in every almost every statistical category. They led in total yards, passing, rushing, uh, average yards per play. Um, but they did uh, where where they and they led them led, led them on fourth down efficiency with forty one percent. But they had one more penalty than they did, and they also didn't have the time of possession. Tennessee had had thirty one twenty seven to twenty eight thirty three in this game. Plus they allowed four sacks. So. You know, that's kind of where. And then this game was kind of even throughout. Like, you would expect the Saints to win. But it just didn't work out that way. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know. It's crazy. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think Tennessee looks better uh, over the last couple of weeks. I mean, even I said it. When when Derrick Henry went down, I was like, "Oh, there's there's the Titans season. It's done. It's over," uh, and it's not right. I mean, they're still winning. They're first in their division, um, which I mean, let's be honest, isn't hard to do because the other three teams in the division are are, are bad right now, right? Um, you know, since right. they're in they're in the division with the Colts, the Jaguars, and the Texans. Right. 
Well, speaking of the Colts and Jaguars, let's move on to that game real quick. Uh, the Colts and the Jaguars did face off. Uh, the Colts did come away with victory, 23-17. Um, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, I mean, he tried, you know, 162 yards, no touchdowns, but no interceptions. Um, Jamal Agnew with uh, 79 yards rushing and a touchdown. James Robinson with 57 yards rushing and a touchdown. Trevor Lawrence also added 33 yards on top of that. Uh, Dan Arnold was the lead receiver, five receptions, 67 yards. Uh, Marvin Jones got his numbers, uh, two receptions, 35 yards. Um, Trevor Lawrence did fumble the ball twice and lost one of them, so that was a big deal for them. Um, uh, you know, of course, Malcolm Brown had five total tackles. Uh, Miles Jack had four, unfortunately. Uh, Rayshon Jenkins was six, so they definitely tried. Um, the only real big big play the defense did was uh, uh, Devon Hamilton with, with the sack. Um, but that was really like their only big play that they had. Now, when you go to Indianapolis, Carson Wentz had 180 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, I think Jonathan Taylor is slowly but surely working himself up into that elite category of wide of a, of a running backs now because he's getting up there in terms of like every almost every week he's doing something like this week especially 116 yards rushing on the ground and a touchdown. Uh, Michael Pittman had 71 yards uh, receiving. Uh, Jack Doyle had 31 yards receiving. Uh, Neam Hines also with 17 yards. Um, and, um, you know, I mean, and, uh, Andrew uh, Sendajo, I want to say that's how it's pronounced, with seven total tackles along with Bobby Oroko, um, also with seven. Um, I mean, this, I mean, it was a battle. This, this game was more of a pride game from the standpoint that both teams are playing, you know, for – you know, I guess vying to see, you know, like which, because it's a rivalry game and all rivalry games are going to be played with a little bit more enthusiasm. Um, so what did you think of this game between the Colts and the Jags? I, I, it, for me, it was kind of one of those uh, like pedestrian games. Right. Uh, it, it wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. It was just there. Right. Uh, I mean... I mean, it's two teams that don't really – like, we all know the Jaguars are still going through a quote-unquote rebuilding stage. Right. Uh, and Indianapolis, um, even though they got Carson Wentz, you know, but, I mean, can you guarantee me Carson Wentz's health? Like, that's the big thing, you know. And uh, with Indianapolis, you know, also, I mean, it was, they, their defense is really – their defense is okay. It's not like a top-10 defense, but, I mean, it, it, it does what it's supposed to do. And they're sitting pretty at five – 500 right now, five wins, five losses. Um, I don't see them coming back doing anything significant. Um, but we'll, I mean, we, we can see. Um, but yeah, man, this again, this was one of those games that was just, eh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, that's where I'm at with it, too. Yeah. Okay. So the next game, oh boy, poor Detroit. I I don't I mean I say poor Detroit like why are you saying poor Detroit it just I feel bad man I just do I don't know why I just do damn the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Detroit Lions fight to a tie sixteen all was the final for this game and uh, yeah this uh <laughs> I mean okay Jared Goff had one hundred and fourteen yards passing that's it. Nothing else. Uh, now, DeAndre Swift, wh- who ran the ball way too many times, in my opinion, 33 carries, 
for 130 yards rushing. Now, he got 130 yards rushing, but damn, you ran the ball 33 times. The other three running backs that ran the ball ran the ball six times combined. Okay? But Godwin um, Elgin Bolk, I think one sentence house pronounced Elgin Bolk, Elgin Bolk. Okay, cool. Uh, ran for 56 yards and had a touchdown. Uh, also, uh, Jameer Jefferson ran for 41 yards and a touchdown. So that's how they got their uh, numbers in this. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown uh, was the leading receiver with four receptions, 61 yards. Um, uh, Julian uh, Okawara, I want to say that's how it's pronounced, uh, had the interception in this game. Tracy Walker III had seven seven uh, tackles. Alex Anzalone had nine tackles total. Um, and then you look at the Steelers. Now, Ben Roethlisberger did not play this game. Instead, we went with oh, uh, oh, uh, helmet head uh, Mason Rudolph. And uh, 242 yards and a touchdown, but he had, did have that interception. Uh, Najah Harris did run for 105 yards, but again, 26 carries, man. Y'all got to protect your running backs, man. Do a little bit more running back by committee, you know, in some cases. Um, uh, now, Devontae Johnson did was their leading receiver, 83 yards and uh, seven receptions. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod. Badass name, by the way, Ray Ray McLeod. Um, nine receptions, sixty-three yards uh, receiving. Um, James Washington was the only one who had the rush, who had a, a receiving touchdown in this game. Um, uh, uh, but the De- uh, Deontay Johnson and Pat uh, Frymouth also lost fumbles in this game as well. Um, you know, T.J. Watts, you know, did did you know he did his thing? Five total tackles, a sack, and two tackles for a loss. Uh, Joe uh, Chabert. With uh, eleven, uh, oh, I'm sorry, thirteen total tackles. Uh, Alex Highsmith also had eleven on top of his two tackles for a loss. I mean, there's really nothing much to say about this game other than a tie. Okay, which is which is the first tie of the NFL season. Um, so, so, so that that does mean that at the end of the season, the Packers are not the Packers, the Steelers. Could be five hundred, and the Lions could be five hundred. Yes, technically. Uh, yeah, technically. Te- technically, yes, because it would be. It, let's just say if for whatever reason they go eight, eight, and one, yeah, that's it's technically a five hundred team because the tie kind of nullifies itself. Exactly. Um, that being said, though, uh, I mean, damn, Detroit can't even when Detroit. I'll give Detroit this. At least they didn't lose. They didn't win, but they didn't lose. Right. So, uh, yeah, that, 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 that was just bad. That being said, let's move on to a game that's probably a little bit more. Oh, yeah, this game. Ooh, can we say Disappointment City? Not for one team, but definitely for the other. The New England Patriots. Beat the Cleveland Browns. Y'all ready for this? For those of you who don't know, 45 to 7. Okay, I'm going to repeat that. 45 to 7. This game was one of those games where you were like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What happened? Kick it off with the Browns stats. Baker Mayfield, you know, 73 yards and a touchdown, but also an interception. Case Keenum actually came in for Baker Mayfield, threw for 81 yards. Uh, Deardis Johnson ran for 99 yards rushing. Um, Deardis Johnson also was their leading receiver at seven receptions, 58 yards. Austin Hooper, four receptions, 25 yards, and a touchdown. Um, 
uh, Baker Mayfield and both Dearness Johnson both uh, fumbled the ball, but they did pick it up and they did, um, you know, kept 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 the fumble from going the other direction. Uh, Anthony Walker with eight total tackles, Mac Wilson with uh, seven total tackles in the game. But then you look at the Patriots. Uh, this is how this is how generous Bill Belichick is. So Mac Jones uh, threw 198 yards and three touchdowns. Brian Hoyer came in, threw for 85 yards and a touchdown. I don't know if Mac Jones went down with it. I don't think Mac Jones went down with an injury. They didn't say anything about it. No, uh, it, it was just one of those where um, we got the game in the bag. Hey, Brian, go get you some playing time, buddy. You deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that being said, also, um, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, 20, uh, carries on hundred yards rushing with two touchdowns. Uh, Kendrick Bourne had four receptions, 94 yards and a touchdown. He also ran for 43 yards. Jacoby Myers, 49 yards and a touchdown. Hunter Henry, big boy tied in four receptions, 37 yards and two touchdowns on the day. Also, um, Kyle Duggar also had the interception in this game. Kyle Van Noy with a uh, with a sack and a tackle for a loss. Um, uh, Jawan Bentley had seven total tackles in the game. I'll be honest with you, man. I did not see this coming. I thought that this game was going to be closer than what it was. I was not expecting. A, <laughs> I was not in any way, shape, or form expecting a blowout the way that we 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 seen this happen. Um, what were your thoughts? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, w- when I seen the score, I was like, what in the hell happened? Then I had to go back and watch the highlights, and I was like, what in the hell happened? Um, I, I've, I've been saying this. Um... Mac Jones has each week gradually stepped up and proven why he was chosen to be QB one in New England. Right uh, now, we'll get in in a, in a minute. We'll get to the the former QB one there in New England because uh, I think that was. Um, I think that may have been chalker of the week, in my humble opinion. I think right. that uh, more of a shock than Washington beating uh, Tampa. I, I think so. Okay, uh, and I, I'll explain why. Okay, when, when we get there. When but get there, uh, yeah. but yeah, I, I mean, Mac Jones is going to to lead the the Patriots. Uh to the promised land. Uh, it's it's not going to be this this year at all. Uh but I, I say give the kid two two to three years and he's going to be a Super Bowl champion. Yeah, I would I would definitely say so. Um I mean, and you got he's he's he's, he's young enough to 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 kind of like grow into the quote-unquote Patriots, the Patriot way, Belichick system and things of that nature. Um because he started off a little rocky. He did start off a little rocky. He did start off a little bit skittish, if you will. But now that he's getting more comfortable with the offense, he's getting more comfortable with the, with the surrounding pieces that he has, I definitely think that 
um, he'll definitely be him and the New England Patriots will be a formidable team as long as the defense can hold up their end of the bargain. Because it doesn't matter how good the quarterback is if the defense can't play defense. You know, you out there, you know, getting all these stats and numbers for what? You didn't win the game because your defense didn't hold up their end of the bargain. Exactly. But the, def- but the defense tends to be doing that. Even though they did lose uh, uh, Stephon Gilmore to the uh, Panthers, Um but but I think I think this game the, here here's a here's a question for you. Does this say does this say more about the evolution of the New England Patriots with Mac Jones? Or does it say more about the 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 devolution the de-evolution of Baker Mayfield in Cleveland? Uh I okay, so for me personally, I think it says more about the evolution of Mac Jones. Okay. And the Patriots. Uh, you got to remember, Mac Jones is a rookie. Yeah. Um. Now, now, I, I will say that he went from arguably the greatest college coach to to now being coached by arguably the greatest NFL coach. Um. And, and the reason I say arguably is because he has the hardware to prove it, whereas the others that I think might be better coaches don't have the hardware to prove it. Well, I mean, uh, there, I mean we, when you think of best coaches of all time in terms of hardware, I mean, yeah, Belichick kind of overshadows all of them because he has six championships. Uh, he's got um, more than that. Six Super Bowl championships? He has more mm-hmm. rings than that. What other championships does he have besides his Super Bowl championships? Um, because I mean, he had sure. six with. And, and so he has six as a head coach, but I'm okay. pretty sure. Let me double check. I'm pretty sure he was an assistant somewhere. Um, uh, According to his highlights and statistics, he's a six-time Super Bowl champion, three-time AP Coach of the Year. Um. As a defensive coordinator, okay, so he has two Super Bowls as a defensive coordinator when he was defensive coordinator for the New York Giants under Bill Parcells. Yes, so he, okay. he actually has eight Super Bowl, eight Super Bowl titles, six as a head coach, two as a defensive coordinator. Correct. Okay, okay. that's well, I that, stand corrected. That's where I was going with that. Um, okay, you know, so yeah, he he has eight Super Bowl rings. Um, you know, two as a defensive coordinator, six as a head coach. Yeah, I totally forget. I, I, I a lot of times you forget about his, uh, his days in New York because it was just well, overshadowed because Bill Parcells was such a big personality. Well, I mean, and let's be honest, Bill Belichick's not really a big personality. No, but I mean, you, you got to think. You, you kind of forget that Bill Belichick actually coached anywhere else. Because yeah. he's been with the Patriots. Well, I mean, this is his second stint with the Patriots, but he's been with them the second time since 2000. Right. And the fact that he had such a horrible, horrible uh, experience when he was the coach of the Cleveland Browns from 91 to 95. And well, he just, you know, he just wasn't a good head coach back then. He was assistant head coach. You know, in there, then he was the assistant in New England. Then he came, went back, and then from '97 to '99, he was defensive coordinator slash assistant head coach for the Jets. 
And then he got the head coaching gig at New New England, and then it's been, you know, all smiles and Hallmark cards ever since then. But nevertheless, so we're going to move on from that game to another game. Um, and this game was, oh, excuse me. Whew, damn. Yeah. Um, I, had some, I had some beer and it's rising on me. But anyway. Man, it's, um, it's crazy to think that Belichick had two stints as, I, I didn't know this, I was just reading it. He He was the head coach of the New York Jets twice without ever coaching a game. Oh wow! Uh, because there was the uh, th- there was um, the 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 kind of trade, if you will, uh, from New England, where Bill Parcells was the head coach, to him then being the coach of the Jets, while Belichick, who was the head coach of the Jets, in theory, uh, moved to be the head coach of the Patriots. Right. Yeah. It, it was a whole. Okay. It, it was a whole hell of a a weird thing. Okay. Well, you learn something new every day here on Movement Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That being said, though, we're going to move on to the next one. A game that was very, very close, kind of back and forth there, especially in the third quarter. They kind of went back and forth. Um, but in the end, the Minnesota Vikings pull off the victory against the Los Angeles Chargers, 27-20. to um, Hit you with the stacks. Uh, Kirk Cousins, 294 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Dalvin Cook ran for twenty, ran 24 times, 94 yards and a touchdown rushing. Um, Justin Jefferson... Beasted in this game, nine receptions, 143 yards. If you had him on your fantasy team this week, he did good. Adam Thielen threw in his five yards, uh, five receptions and 65 yards. Dalvin Cook also pitched in with three receptions at 24 yards. Um, and uh, Tyler uh, Conklin, only three receptions, only 11 yards, but he had them two touchdowns. So that definitely makes up for it. Uh, Eric Kendricks had the interception in this game. Um also, he also uh, had eight total tackles, a sack, a tackle for a loss. Also, uh, Cameron Bynum also had a sack in this game as well. Um, and then you go to the Chargers, and Justin Herbert, it, compared to what we've seen him do in the past, it, it, this wasn't really a good game for him. 195 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Uh, Larry Roundtree the third only ran for 10 yards, but he had a touchdown. Austin Eckler ran for 44 yards. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Keenan Allen had a good game. Eight receptions, 98 yards. Uh, Mike Williams, four receptions, 33 yards. Austin Eckler also three receptions, 15 yards, but he had that, but he had another touchdown. Uh, uh, in this game was, you know, um, Derwin James had 12 total tackles also with, uh, uh, Kaiser White also with 12 total tackles in this game as well. Uh, Joey Boza got him a sack in this game along with, uh, Amen Ogbog, Beminga, sure. Um, some of these, some of these names, man, are just crazy. Uh, uh, that yeah. that being said, though, uh, how'd you how'd you feel about Minnesota pulling off the victory against LA? Uh, I, I mean, uh, I I actually picked Minnesota to win this game. Um, the Chargers, they've been like if you watch them over the course of the season, they've been kind of 
um, regressing. Yeah. A, a little each week. Um, and the Vikings haven't played terrible. I mean, obviously they're not in the upper echelon of teams, but they haven't played terrible. Uh, Kirk Cousins has been doing really good over there. Um, and everything. So, yeah. Um, which I think, which, which Kirk Cousins, I think a lot of people, because when, when people think of Kirk Cousins, they think, they always think of, you know, his time in, um, his time in Washington more than his time in uh, Minnesota, but he's been in Minnesota for a couple of years now. Um, yeah. He has had the success in Minnesota that he had when he was in Washington. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that he was drafted in the same year that the Washington uh, football team drafted RG three. Uh, and we all, you know, we all found out how that experiment happened. RG three has a great season fucks his knee up and now and he just he just never the same again. He's not um, even in the league anymore. Um I think he is. I think he I think he's I think he, isn't he backing up uh Lamar Jackson in ba- in Baltimore? No, I think he uh that was last season. I think he retired. Oh, uh, well, it's a quick little Google search. Let's check it out. Yep, free agent. Yep. His last yeah, the last team he played for was uh Baltimore in the year 2020. Yeah. Oh, poor kid. So. Well, all right then. That being said, though, we're going to uh, move on. Let me click off of this so I don't fuck anything up. Uh, So we're going to move on to the next one. Uh, The next game we're going to talk about. This is the game that you were talking about just a few minutes ago. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what happened to the Arizona Cardinals, man, but they're losing games they shouldn't lose, and we don't understand why. The Carolina Panthers... 34, the Arizona Cardinals, 10. The the Panthers shut out the Arizona Cardinals in the first half, scoring, excuse me, scoring 23 points, 23 unanswered points in the first half of this, of this game. Um, Let's just, let's just, let's just hit them with the stats real quick. Uh, we're going to talk about. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before oh, go ahead. we hit him with the stats, let's hit him with the big news. Go ahead. The Carolina Panthers re-signed Killer Cam. Yes, Cam they Newton did. Is now Cam Newton is now QB one for the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> one more again. Right now, he didn't start off that way. They did start PJ Walker in this game. Uh, PJ Walker did have uh 167 yards. Um, no touchdowns, but he did have an interception. Um, but then Cam Newton came in, was three for four for eight yards, and had a touchdown. And then you look at Christian McCaffrey did his thing, uh, 95 yards rushing. Chubba Hubbard, again, I'm sorry, hands down, one of the best names in the NFL. Chubba Hubbard, 27 yards and a touchdown. Cam Newton, 14 rushing yards and got a touchdown. He's screaming, I'm back to the fans. It was, it was really good to see Cam Newton play in the game. Uh, now, Christian McCaffrey had 10 receptions, 66 yards, both working the rushing and the passing game. Robbie Anderson, 37 yards and a touchdown. Um, now, P.J. Walker did lose a fumble in this game, so, you know, which, which of course, I've been a fan of P.J. Walker since I've seen him uh, playing the XFL, um, you know, which I still, yep. listen, I, again, I, I will say this right now on the show. I don't care who disputes me on this. You're a liar if you if you disagree with me. P.J. Walker was going to be the MVP of the XFL, and I don't care what y'all say. If that season hadn't got canceled due to the pandemic, P.J. Walker would have been the MVP. I'm just saying. 
Um, that being said, Dante Jackson also had an interception in this game. Shaq uh, Thompson, uh, six, six uh, total tackles, a sack, and a tackle for a loss. And then you move on to the Cardinals. Now, they didn't have Kyler Murray in this game. So let me just throw that out there as a caveat. They didn't have Kyler Murray. I don't think um, they had um... – I don't. Th- I don't think they had Hop either. Uh, if I'm looking through here, no, no Hop either. Yeah. Um. Well, at least he doesn't show up on the stat line. Um. But Colt McCoy did start the game. 107 yards total in an interception. Chris Strievler, sure. Uh, came in through. It was six of nine for 30, 36 yards. Uh, James Conner ran for 39 yards and a touchdown in this game. Um, Christian Kirk was the leading. Um. Receiver, seven receptions, 58 yards. Uh, A.J. Green was silent, man. One reception, four yards. That was it for uh, A.J. Green. Um, Colt McCoy also lost the fumble in this game. You know, that's sad. Uh, Jalen Thompson with an interception in this game. Um, uh, Jordan Hicks and Jalen Thompson both had 10 and ten, uh, 10 total tackles, nine total tackles in all. Um, it... Like what you sent a minute ago. Like I think that Washington beating Tampa was a bit of a shocker. This game was, I would say, more of a shocker because you was not expecting the Cardinals to lose. If the Cardinals did lose to the Panthers, you would think it'd be closer to thirty than thirty-four to ten. Correct. Right. Well, and you also. So the reason I say this was a a bigger shocker than the Washington. Uh, football team beating Tampa Bay is because um, Cam Newton hadn't played uh, a snap of football all season. Uh, He was effectively cut from the New England Patriots because he was quote unquote not good enough for that system, Um, which I I think is bullshit. He, He just... He's not a pocket passer like what Bill Belichick wants. Right. Um, well, I mean, well, I think there was an underlining um, thing also, the fact that he did get COVID and um, that there was a lot of people saying, well, he's not vaccinated, so we're going to go with the kid that is, you know, which that's the rumor. Don't believe everything you read on the internet. Um, so so by that account, um, uh, Aaron Rodgers is not going to play another snap the rest of the season right but I, i'm just saying what the rumor said I, I know i'm just saying. you know because i mean because there are players in the nfl who aren't vaccinated kirk cousins isn't carson wentz isn't uh colby cole beasley isn't you know but they do follow the protocols for unvaccinated players um you know which right. is you know whatever you want to do during off season whatever but when you're in season you know, you have to abide by these guidelines. You know, we're not going to force a vaccine on you if you don't want it, but if you, but you're still susceptible, so we need you to follow these guidelines. Okay, cool, no problem. You know, play the guidelines. It's my job. Cool. That being said, though, I think maybe, and this just might be me speaking from a far perspective, maybe getting out of New England was probably the best thing to happen to Cam Newton. Yeah. Now, uh, here's the thing: we, we're, we're talking about Cam Newton like he led that team to a victory it 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 essentially it was pj walker that led that team pj walker was 22 for 29 for 167 yards uh he did have the one um interception 
Cam Newton only threw four passes the entire game for eight right. yards. Right, which I oh. mean, I can make I can make the case Christian McCaffrey was the best player on the team that day due to the fact that he ran for ninety five yards and also caught for caught ten receptions for sixty six. Right, you know, right. I, I'm just saying, uh, you know, Cam Newton effectively pe- played backup. Now he, uh, from what I understand, he uh, going into um, this week, week eleven, um, he is going to be the starter, and PJ Walker will then play backup to him. Right. Uh, so we'll see how well Cam does as the starter and then we'll go i'm i'm happy that he's on a football team again doing what me too you know doing what he loves to do right so i i'm I'm, i've always been a fan of cam newton i'm again i'm not a fan of the carolina panthers but i am a fan of cam newton just because he has that infectious personality he is one of those like he for for a long time he was the face, not the face of the league, but he was up there as far as like the young crop of quarterbacks that everybody's like, oh man, Cam Newton's so cool. You know, like he's doing the, he's doing the commercials and he's doing, no, the, I, 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 you know I what think, I'm saying? Like, I would say that probably his, his rookie season and maybe the season after that, he was the face of the, uh, the NFL. He, I mean, he definitely, I don't know about the face, but definitely one of the most popular players in the NFL. Because there was still, you know, this guy named Tom Brady that was still playing around that time and around that time. Because see, Cam Cam came in the league. What year did Cam Newton come into the league? It was. Let me look real quick. Cam Newton arrived in the NFL in the year 2011 as the number one pick overall. So yeah, 2011. Um. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, and there was, and there were other great players that were in that draft. There was Von Miller, uh, AJ Green, Patrick Peterson, Julio Jones, JJ Watt, Robert Quinn, uh, Mike Pouncey, Cameron Jordan. Um, yeah, so there was a lot of good players that were in that draft. Um, uh, you know, but but this is also at a time where, you know, Brady was there, Aaron Rodgers was there, Drew Brees was there, so. He was that next crop of young quarterbacks that was coming in that was going to take over for these uh, players. Little did we know at the time that a Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, a Drew Brees, a Ben Roethlisberger would still be playing in the year 2021. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, little, little did we, because apparently the, it, the, the rules are made so that the quarterback doesn't get hit as often. Oh, we can play longer. Yay. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, so we're going to move on from there. <laughs> you, you can tell the bitterness is coming out in me, but anyways, let's move on. Um, Again, sorry, Roger, but I got to do, I got, I got, I got to tell you this one. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Denver Broncos. Again, this was one of those games where I thought it was going to be closer than what it was. Um, I think we all picked the Broncos on this one, did we? Um, I do believe did, that is correct. Yeah. So we was yes. so we were so we so we were all wrong. Um Philadelphia beat the Broncos 30 to 13 in a game that, you know, it it just it just wasn't a good outing for the Broncos. So we'll just break it down statistically. Uh, the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, 178 yards, two touchdowns on the day. Uh, Jordan Howard ran for 83 yards rushing. Uh, Boston Scott with 81 yards rushing. Jalen Hurts also piled on 53 yards himself rushing. 
uh, uh, Devontae Smith, 66 yards and two touchdowns in this game. Uh, Quez Watkins with 33. Dallas Gobbert with 28. Um, also, you know, really, you know, the defense held his own. Anthony Harris had nine total tackles. Um, uh, Devontae Taylor had seven uh, total tackles. So they were really, really amping it up on the uh, on the especially on the on the receiving end. Um, Teddy Bridgewater for the Broncos, um, two twenty six passing, but no touchdowns to speak of, but no interceptions, so that's good. Um, Javante Williams ran for forty eight. Uh, Melvin Gordon ran for forty five. Had the touchdown, but that was it. Um, Albert Ogwa Bottom, sure. Uh, 77 yards rushing. He was your leading receiver. Uh, Noah Fant with 59 yards. Jerry Judy with 48. Um, Melvin Gordon did lose a fumble in this game, so that did hurt him. Justin Simmons did have an interception, which helped him a lot, but unfortunately it wasn't enough. Uh, Kareem Jackson did lead him with seven total tackles, and so did Ronald Darby with eight. Uh, Malik Reed also had nine in this game, plus a tackle for a loss, and uh, DeMont Jones had the sack. That being said, was you – how surprised were you that the Eagles were able to pull off this win against the Broncos? Uh, I, I wasn't completely shocked. Uh, I mean, I um, the Eagles. I, I've said this, you know, the Eagles. They they look different with Hertz under center. Uh, now he, you know, he had some games where he wasn't up to par, up to snuff. Um where he should be and all that, but he's not terrible. Um, now, now Teddy Bridgewater there over there in, um, Denver, he's, he's, he looked good from the beginning. And then there's been this slow, gradual, um, digression from him. If that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Um, and everything, so I, I think we're gonna see Denver start to falter a little bit each week uh, because that that bolsterous defense uh, that was there under Von Miller is not there now. Like they that right. defense has lost their leader. Um, you know they've essentially lost their their play caller on the defensive side so it you know you you got people the guys that are like okay you know Vaughn was always the guy he's like you know you do this you do that kind of deal and calling the plays out to him right uh, now they're kind of kind of free reigning it almost Right. No, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so the next game that we're going to talk about, um, who, according to Ryan Clark of ESPN, said that it was the most boring football game he watched this weekend. Shit. And I'm talking, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you, this is coming from, no, no, I, I'm just telling you what was said on, 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 on the network. Okay. Now, according to Ryan Clark, former Super Bowl winning uh, defensive back from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He did say this was the most boring game he watched this week in the NFL. The Green Bay Packers versus the Seattle Seahawks. Now, Green Bay did shut out Seattle 17 to nothing. Okay, so we'll give them that. 
But the statistics, uh, you know, let's look at the Seahawks first. Russell Wilson, 161 yards, two interceptions. Okay. Alex Collins ran for 41 yards. Russell Wilson had an additional 32. Okay. Uh, uh, Gerald Everett, eight receptions for 63 yards. Uh, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett both combined five receptions, 49 yards total between the two of them. It was not a good game for either one. Uh, Now, Jamal Adams did get the um, interception, which is the only interception that was thrown by uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, Jordan Brooks with 12 tackles. Jamal Adams also uh, accompanied him with 11 total tackles, you know, so, you know, uh, Rasheen Green was, was, had the only sack of the game. Um, and Michael Dixon with six punts in this game, six punts in this game. Now, mosey on over to the green Bay side, Aaron Rodgers threw for 292, zero touchdowns, one interception. Um, AJ Dillon though, was the one who stepped up for him. Um, Aaron Jones only ran for 25 yards. A.J. Dillon stepped up and ran for 66 yards and had two touchdowns. Uh, Devontae Adams, you know, back in the saddle again, seven receptions, 78 yards. A.J. Dillon also two receptions for 62 yards. Um, Randall Cobb, you know, three receptions, 21 yards. Um, uh, And then uh, Adrian Amos and uh, Kevin King both had the interceptions for the defense. Um... This game was one of those games, and I didn't watch this game particularly, um, but I heard about it. And from what I've understood is that this game was very, very sloppy. Um, the fact that it was a field goal that was sco- that was scored, like they did nothing in the first quarter. Green Bay scored a uh, field goal in the second half or the second in the second quarter. They did fuck all in the third quarter, and then uh, they had a bunch of, uh, and they had AJ Dillon having a two rushing touchdowns in the fourth for Green Bay to kind of wrap the game up. Um, what were your thoughts about the, the the outcome of this game and the the quotation of the most boring game of the weekend? Um, well, <laughs> I mean, it's, hit you it's, off guard with it. <laughs> It, it really did. So, um, you know, uh, it, it was it was good to see Russell Wilson back on the field, but I think that injury is still nagging. Yeah, uh, definitely still lingering. Yes, you, you know he had surgery on on uh, was it his middle finger of his throwing hand? Yes. Um. So I think I think that's still nagging him a bit. Um. Aaron Rodgers didn't look great. I mean, you know, he's just now getting over COVID. So, you know, there's a little bit of fatigue there uh, mm-hmm. and everything. So um, it'll be interesting to see what both of those teams do uh, in this coming week because they looked terrible in this game. Both teams. Yeah. Yeah, it was from... I, I went back and I watched some of the highlights. All the highlights of this game, the you know how most of the time you go to NFL, uh, or you you look, either watch the highlights on NFL.com or you go to YouTube and you can watch it on YouTube? Yeah. Most of the time, the highlight packages for the whole entire game, they last anywhere between 
anywhere between 15 minutes, 12 to 15 minutes. The highlights of this game, five minutes, 35 seconds. Wow. That, I mean, you mean to tell me you played an hour of football, you played 60 minutes football, and the only good football that was played was only for five minutes and 35 seconds combined for both teams. Come on, guys. Y'all are way better than that. Both teams. But I know, but I mean, Green Bay's sitting at four, Green Bay's sitting at eight and two. So, I mean, they're not really doing that. You know, they're not hurting that bad. Right. My God, Seattle, man, you're three and six, and you should your record should be the reverse of that. As as much talent that's on that team between Russell Westbrook, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, whoa, B. Wagner on the defense. What timeout? Time when did um Russell Westbrook leave the Lakers and go play for the Seahawks? I thought he played basketball, not football. I said Russell Wilson. What did I say, Russell Westbrook? Yeah, you straight said Russell Westbrook, and I was like, "Whoa, Uh-oh. hold on, my bad." <laughs> I'm looking at. I have I have multiple windows up on my screen, and it has a lake. It has the Lakers um, thing up here, and it's got a picture of Russell Westbrook right there in front. Okay, I was yeah. like, I said, I, I was thinking, I don't remember Brody playing uh, football. No, 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 no. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I, I I sometimes screw up the athletes who have uh you know the same first name sometimes. Very similar <laughs> names. Hey, I do very similar names. Yeah, I know. Uh, you did it. You did it. What? Uh, not last week, but I think the week before with uh uh Von Bell. You we were talking about right. uh, Von Miller, and you said Von Bell instead of Von Miller, but it's all good. Yeah. That being said, though, let's move on to the Monday, the Sunday night main event, which was more of a Sunday night beatdown. Um. Ooh, boy. Where was this Chiefs team the whole year? Like, where was this team? Where was it? For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, the Kansas City Chiefs came in and just beat the bejesus out of the the Las Vegas, I almost said Oakland again, the Las Vegas Raiders 41 to 14 in a game that literally was not even close after the the second half. I mean, it really, really wasn't. It was kind of you know, it, it got out of hand in the third quarter more than it did, you know, the second second quarter. But anyway, so Pat Mahomes, 406 yards and not one, not two, not three, not four, five time, five time, five touchdowns in this game. It was even like Tommy Townsend came in and was like, I'll throw a 16-yard pass. Why not? <laughs> um, now, they didn't really get much out of their run game. I say that. Then they had seven damn people run the football. Uh, but Daryl Williams ran it the most and uh, got 40, 43 yards. Um, the the one thing I will say about about this about the rushing attack, Patrick Mahomes didn't rush one time in this game, so that's good. Okay, now let's look at the receivers and Travis Kelsey. I'm gonna tell you what, man. Look, let <laughs> me. They, they Travis Kelsey was the leading receiver, eight receptions, and 119 yards. Right. Daryl Williams not only rushed for 43 yards, he ran, he he had nine receptions, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Tyreek Hill, seven receptions, 83 yards, and two touchdowns. Byron Pringle, four receptions, 46 yards, and a touchdown. Along with Miko Harmon getting 27 yards. Along with uh, Demarcus Robinson getting 23 yards. Um, now, Mike Hughes did have the fumble in this game, so you have to worry about that. Uh, Daniel Sorison. Stepped up with the interception in this game. Um, LaJarvis Sneed with six with six total tackles. He was the leading uh, tackler in this game. 
Uh, Honey Badger had four total. Um, uh, Jaron Reed and uh, Derek uh, McNatty had uh, a sack apiece in this game. And then you go over and you look at the Raiders' statistics. Now, Derek Carr did serviceable, 261 yards, two touchdowns, but he threw that interception. Uh, Derek Carr was also your leading rusher at only 14 yards. Like, Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs ran for a combined, a combined 11 carries, 32 yards total between Kendrick, between Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs. Really? Come on, guys. You're better than this. Um, Brian Edwards, three receptions, 88 yards and a touchdown. Hunter Renfro, seven receptions, 46 yards and a touchdown. And uh, Deshaun Jackson had the one, had the one reception for 38 yards, but then he fumbled it. And I'm like, no, God, that was so horrible. Um, and, and and Denzel uh, Perryman with uh, you know 11 total tackles in this game. Um, you did see that fumble, right? I did. That was so cringeworthy to watch. I was like, no, this kid, no, 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 no. I say this kid, but his name is older. He's probably the same age we are. Right. Um, a little older. Hell, I don't know. Uh, that being said, though, what do you think of this beatdown that KC put on uh, Las Vegas? Okay, so I'm going to ask you uh, a question. Was, okay. this, was this a case of Kansas City really looked that good, or was it a case of Las Vegas just being bad? I don't know, honestly, because Vegas does have good wins, um, but the Kansas City Chiefs have been coming back. Now, the, Kansas City has lost to good teams. They've lost to Buff to Baltimore. They've lost to Buffalo. Um, you know, so they they've been losing the teams, which honestly, the case can be made that Cleveland could have beat them in the first game, you know, as well. You know, which I think it's one of those situations where Kansas City is kind of refining their footing, I guess. Um, and Pat Mahomes is not putting himself in unnecessary danger. Because, you know, Pat Mahomes, that was one of his biggest things is that, oh, Pat Mahomes has figured out now. Right. Well, you didn't figure him out enough because he, he threw over 400 yards and got five touchdowns. Um, but then again, that Raiders defense is not exactly top tier right now. I think it's actually regressed in the past couple of weeks. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for me, me personally, I think it's Kansas City trying to figure out – the Kansas City finally figured out who they are, and now they're trying to – do what they have to do, and I think it's a situation of Vegas regressing in a certain sense. That and that—that's where I was going. Um, yes, uh, Kansas City stepped up where they needed to step up, uh, but at the same time, I, I think that them stepping up the way they have in this particular game uh, has a lot to do with Vegas taking a step backwards right uh, if if that makes sense no no no. it makes sense it makes sense <sighs> damn all right so that being said though we're going to move on to the monday night main event this was odell beckham jr's debut with the los angeles rams the los angeles rams team that is the going to this game was seven and two Considered one of the best teams, a top five team in the league. Going up against a very, very pedestrian team in the San Francisco 49ers who are sitting at three and five, not really doing the best of you know what they can do right now. 
And yeah. San Francisco beat the brakes off of them 31-10. Like, what? How's this what happening? Did, what did Go I ahead. tell you on Sunday when we talked? Well, when we when we when we were discussing the games. Yep. Oh, when I when, when I said, oh, you know, the whole thing about you know, he was going, you know, that, you know, he was with the thing. You had said something like, don't be surprised if if uh, they can't figure out what to do with Odell Beckham. Right. And I said, I said, the way it's going, uh, this was after, I think, that the Chiefs Raiders game was on when we were talking. And after all the bizarre world stuff had already happened for this week, I, I told you, I said, watch. San Francisco is going to beat the Rams tomorrow night. Right. Uh, and what happened? Yeah. You should have predicted it last week. I'm just saying. No, no, no. no. <laughs> we no, no, didn't no. know. You're, you're right. I, I mean. We didn't know. I, I should have. But also, uh, the picture I sent you, if we're, if we're going back, I had predicted the Patriots to beat the Browns. And, and then you switch it at the last minute, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, all right. Well, let's get to the stats real quick, um, because I mean, if they're, they're, they they aren't bad stats, they're just horrible. You know, just Matthew Stafford threw a, you know two interceptions. So Matthew Stafford, you know, two hundred forty three yards of touchdown and two interceptions. Uh, Daryl Henderson with thirty one yards rushing. Sony Michelle with twenty. It's not really that big of a rushing debt. Now Cooper Cup, again, they're not straying away from this kid. 11 receptions, 122 yards. Uh, Van Jefferson with set with uh, three receptions and 54 yards. OBJ, the biggest acquisition, quote unquote. I'm being sarcastic. You know, in the history of the Los Angeles Rams franchise, two receptions, 18 yards. Tyler Higby did have the touchdown. Uh, did have a touchdown in this game, so we'll give you know, this Matthew Stafford's only touchdown. Um, now Taylor, uh, uh, rap did have 10, uh, 10 total tackles and a sack in this game. So he definitely came to play. Um, then you look at the 49ers, Jimmy G 182 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Eli, uh, uh Eli Mitchell, uh, 91 yards rushing, uh, Debo Samuel, not only did Debo Samuel run for 36 yards and a touchdown, he also caught five receptions, 97 yards receiving and a touchdown. George Kittle, five for 50 with uh, a touchdown in that game. Um, Jimmy Ward with two interceptions. So he got both of the interceptions that were thrown by Matthew Stafford this week. Right. Um, uh, Aziz Al-Shahid, Shazir, Shazir, sure. Um, Eight total tackles in this game and two tackles uh, were for a loss. Uh, Arden Key and Nick Bosa both with sacks in this game. Um, So what do you think of uh, this particular outcome? I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure none of us saw it. Um, You kind of threw it out there closer toward, you know, Sunday, but... I kind of saw it after the fact. (laughs) Right. Um, But... The problem is, is as good as OBJ is, his ego gets in the way of the team. Like, he has to get his touches uh, and everything. And and again, that's not taking anything away from OBJ. Uh, But he, 
he has a superstar mentality and he's not producing superstar quality work on the field. Right. Um, no, no, I agree 100%. Now, with that being said, the 49ers stepped up and balled out. They uh, did. This is the 49ers we should see. I mean, we should have been seeing this uh, through the first nine weeks. Um, but, you know, uh, sadly, there was some injuries here or there to key pieces. Um, I, I, I really think the San Francisco and Cleveland uh, have kind of both been bit by that injury bug where yeah. it's it's not players going down for the entire season, but you've got players going down for this game or that game uh, or whatever. And, and that's, you know, it's, it's hurting them because it's, it's games that they, you know, really need those key players to be in. Uh, and it's not happening. So right. uh, I, I hope that, you know, the 49ers can produce what they did this week for the, for the weeks coming. Right. Absolutely. I think, I think that though, I think they'll definitely uh, have a better game this upcoming week in week 11. Um, that being said, though, ladies and gentlemen, that is week 10. But before we jump into week 11, let's go ahead and hit you with the power rankings and the updated uh, playoff bracket. Um, first, let's kick it off with our teams. Uh, Chips, Houston Texans are still at number 32. Of course. Uh, my Miami Dolphins actually bumped up one spot this week to number 28. And Rogers, Denver Broncos dropped from 17 all the way down to 23. Now, here we go with the top 10. You ready? Let's do the damn thing. At number 10, dropping four spots, the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. At number nine, dropping two spots, the Los Angeles Rams. Okay. At number eight, jumping up three spots, the New England Patriots. Okay. At number seven, jumping up five spots, the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. At number six, dropping down four spots, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At number five, jumping up three spots, the Buffalo Bills. Okay. At number four, dropping down three spots, the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. At number three, jumping up two spots, the damn Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Okay. Oh, I disagree. At number two, jumping up one spot, the Tennessee Titans, and back at the number one spot, boom, boom, moving up three spots from four to one, is the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I mean, I, I mean they, they won their game. They shut out the, the, the uh, Seahawks. So... Yeah, right. I, I, I see why they're number one. I also, uh, I, you know, I'm not in disagreement with any with the way that they've laid it out this week. I, I think it makes sense where everybody is. I, I would, if I, if I could make any change, and it's a very, very subtle change, to be honest with you. You'd flip one and two. 
No, I, well, well, that, but <laughs> no, but but I understand because D, Green Bay's defense is getting better, and they have been doing better to where they shut out. I understand why they shut out Seattle, um, and uh, you know Tennessee barely beat the Saints twenty three to twenty one. So I so I get it. Um, you know, uh, Dallas putting that shellacking on Atlanta makes sense. Why they would be in in, in the top three? Right. Arizona getting moved down to four makes sense um, considering they're still without Kyler Murray and D hop. Well, and they you know, lost to Carolina and they lost to Carolina. True. But uh, I see, but I don't should Buffalo be at four then? Because I mean, Buffalo, Buffalo did beat the was, shit. They was at number one. No, they were at number eight. They moved up to five this oh, week. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Last, um, Couple weeks ago, they were number Couple, one. Right, right. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's all good. Um, but but again, the 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 uh, the um, the the power rankings are constantly ever changing. Um, in the uh, in this uh, crazy world of ours. Um, now, matter of fact, hold on. Where are we at? Here we go. Standings. All right, there we go. So that being said, though, um, Chip, if you want to do the AFC. I'll go ahead and I'll do the NFC. Let me go ahead and knock out the NFC and then I'll let you do the AFC. So, as of right now, in terms of playoffs and where the seeding is going to be, in the NFC, the number one seed is the Green Bay Packers, which means they will have the bye week going into the playoffs They have, and also home field advantage. In no particular order, well, actually, yes, in particular order, uh, the number two team is the Arizona Cardinals, which if the playoffs were to start today, the Arizona Cardinals would play in a rematch against the Carolina Panthers that were at seven. The Cowboys, who were at three, would play the number 16 New Orleans Saints, and the number 14 Tampa Bay Buccaneers would be playing the L.A. Rams. Now, as of this moment, there is no team eliminated from the NFC contention. So, there you go for that one. Um, and in order, it goes, like we said, Packers, Cardinals, Cowboys, Bucks, Rams, Saints, Panthers. All right, you got right. the AFC, Bubba? I do. Uh, sitting at number one in the AFC with the bye week would be the Tennessee Titans, eight and two. Number two is Buffalo at six and three. Number three is Baltimore at six and three. Number four is Kansas City at six and four. Uh, number five is Pittsburgh at five, three, and one. Six is New England at six and four, and seven is the Chargers at five and four. So, as I said, Tennessee would get that bye week. Uh, number two, Buffalo would then face number seven, the Chargers. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens would then face the number six, New England Patriots, and the number four, Kansas City Chiefs, would face the uh, number five, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure anybody's actually been eliminated from contention, although I think Detroit should be, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, well, NFC. Yeah, probably. Um, because uh, yeah, I mean, you, well, they can't, they can't do any better than 500. They can't do anything. If they can't do any better than eight and eight, right. Unless something um, catastrophe until, unless some, you know, insane catastrophe happens and somehow every team gets progressively worse I, right. I don't see it happening. Uh, i also think that the uh the texans should be i mean 
eliminated. I, I don't see them doing much better. I mean, they've they won the their first game of the season, lost eight straight. So right, yeah. All right. So that being said, now that we've went over the po- went over the power rankings and we went over the playoff picture thus far, let's go ahead and move on to Week Eleven. What we got first on deck, Chip? First on deck, we got our Thursday nighter. The New England Patriots versus the Atlanta Falcons. Um, man, I don't even know. I, I I don't know how I can try to make a case for the Falcons. I've got the the Patriots pegged to win this one. Well, unless they're gonna pipe sound into their home speakers, which they have been known to do, um, I don't really see it being a big deal. Um, that being said, though, yeah, I mean Mac Jones and that offense has been playing amazing. Um, and the Falcons just got their ass handed to them by the Cowboys. Um, so I kind of, considering that the Patriots beat the shit out of the Browns, this might be another beat down. And it probably, I'm like I said before, the last three Thursday night games have not been like edge of your seat nail biters. I hope that that trend doesn't continue. Like I'm really hoping that they'll say, hey, let's make an actual freaking game of it but even then i still got the patriots being the falcons right um roger also has the the patriots winning this game uh next up we're going to start with our our round of sunday night or sunday games not sunday nighters i apologize um we're going to start off with the the indianapolis colts versus the buffalo bills um bills Bills all the way. Yeah, Bills all the way. I mean, the Colts might have a chance, um, depending on if they, you know, play good solid defense and, you know, put pressure on Josh Allen. Um, but even then, man, I mean, Buffalo's still on the on a on a war path. They're pissed that they lost to Jacksonville, so now they're taking it out on everybody now. So they should be um, pissed they lost to Jacksonville. Right. And, that being and said not that they lost to Jacksonville in in the the way they lost to Jacksonville. Yeah, nine to six. Yeah, field goals beat you. Really? Not even a touchdown? Field goals beat your ass? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, which the Jets kind of got the brunt of it last week, but I think it's going to continue with, uh, with, the, with the Colts this week. So I'm going to go with the Bills. All right. Uh, Roger also has Buffalo pegged to win this one. Uh, next up, we got the Baltimore Ravens versus the Chicago Bears. Um, I mean, the Ravens are – not playing good football, but neither is Chicago. Right. Um, Chicago, I still think Chicago has the better defense. Um, but Baltimore looks to have the better offense. Barely. Uh, I, I mean... Chicago is sitting at let me see three and six. Chicago's sitting at three and six. Um and then we know Baltimore's sitting at six and three, so they're just the opposite of each other. Um I'm gonna go with Baltimore to win this one, but I think this is gonna be a tightly contested game. Yeah, it's gonna be tightly contested. Um, but I think that the Ravens um I think they'll learn from what happened with Miami and they're they're gonna apply it to this game and I think it's gonna help I think I think them losing was kind of maybe, them losing to Miami might be the eye opener that they need. 
So, and then the Bears may have to take the brunt of that punishment. So I'm going to go with the Ravens to win. Uh, Roger also is going to go with Baltimore to win this one. Here we go. All right. Uh, next up, we got the Detroit Lions versus the Cleveland Browns. Um, I'm going to go with Cleveland to win this one. Um, uh, they're they're coming off of a loss. Uh, not a only bad one. Yeah, not not only are they coming off a loss, but they're coming off a bad loss. Um, but Detroit is Detroit. Uh, they're going to do Detroit things. Yeah, they they tied with the Steelers, but l- let's be honest, the Steelers weren't whole. I mean, you had uh, Mason Rudolph in there at center and or under center, and he's not a good quarterback. No, he's not. Um, so yeah, but I'm I'm all, you know, but you know what's so you know what's crazy though about this particular game. I don't think it would happen, but I would. But wouldn't it be funnier than hell if Detroit got their first win against this Cleveland team that's kind of spiraling out of control? Um, I could see it. I could see it happening. I mean, Cleveland's sitting at five and five right now. Uh, but I, I just think I think Detroit is is tanking. Uh, I, I think they're they're going to try to stay in games. Just enough to where it doesn't look like they're purposefully they're losing, right. um, but I think that they're purposefully losing to get that number one overall pick, um, so they can go after a quarterback. Uh, because I mean, I think they figured out that Jared Goff is not going to be the guy for their to lead their team, right. Um, yeah, well, um, according to CB, according to CBS sports line, they have a mock draft available by, uh, Chris Trapasso, Chris Trapasso. And they're saying that, uh, Detroit, if they are the number one overall pick, they're going to take, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, out of Oregon. Yeah. That um, is a defensive end. Yeah, the edge rusher, which I mean, you know, good for you if you want to, if you if that's what you feel like you want to do. They say that the 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 quarterback that's going to be taken is Matt uh, Coral or Matt Corral, quarterback out of uh, Old Miss. Um, but who uh, knows? They got Houston picking him up. Uh, yeah. yeah, according but... to this, they got Washington picking him up in this draft. Uh, they got okay. Houston in this particular mock draft. They have Houston picking up Aiden Hutchison, defensive end out of Michigan. Mm, I think I think Houston's. I don't. I don't. I don't think they should, but I think Houston's going to go with a quarterback. Uh, Which because, I mean, it kind of I mean, makes sense considering the whole Deshaun Watson situation. Right. Well, and the fact that um, neither of the quarterbacks we have on the roster are. are doing any good i mean davis mills is not doing good and tyron taylor is injury prone and not doing good so pedestrian at best and that's me being gracious yeah um but 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 anyway back to the game um i want 
to say to myself, nah, the, I mean, maybe Detroit's got some confidence, you know, and maybe Cleveland's confidence linger. Or maybe this might be a game where Cleveland just says, wait a minute, we're the Cleveland fucking Browns. We're, we're, it's, it's us. We should beat Detroit. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm going with Cleveland. I'm going with Cleveland. Like, I, I try to convince myself to, to pull for Detroit, but they're horrible, dude. I can't pull for them. I, I want to, but I can't. I can't, I can't in good conscience pick the Detroit Lions. So I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Rogers also going with Cleveland. Uh, next up, we got the Houston Texans versus the Tennessee Titans. Um, I can't in good faith say that the Texans are going to win this game. Uh, I, I, I've got Tennessee winning this, and it's not even going to be close. And I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be closer being, than you think. I, I don't think so, man. I, I just don't think so. I mean, Houston is coming off of a bye week, but man, that that team is so dejected all around. Uh, it, it's just they. The defense is in shambles. The offense is in shambles. Uh, I, I just don't think it's going to be. It's it, I don't. That's me being a realist. Uh, and that's I mean, if if I'm going with my homer pick, then obviously we know the Texans are going to win. But right. as a realist, I just don't think it's it's going to happen. Right, um, but um, I mean, I am gonna go with the Titans to win this one. Um, I, again, because they're they're just right now they're they're just the overall better football team right now, and the Texans are struggling. Not to say that the Texans won't pull off a surprise victory here and there, um, but it, it, I don't think it's gonna be against the te- the Titans. Ma- right. ma- they might they might get a win against Jacksonville. Maybe might slip one in and still one away from Indy uh, Indianapolis, but. I don't know if they're going to beat Tennessee. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Titans to win this one. Uh, Rodgers also going with the Titans to win this one. Uh, next up, we got the Green Bay Packers versus the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I think this is going to be a tightly contested game. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, has the ability to be a game of the week in my opinion uh i've got green bay i I, i'm gonna go with green bay to win this one uh but i like i said i think it's gonna be a very tightly contested game i'm gonna go against the grain i just got a feeling that minnesota's gonna pull it off i think that they're gonna figure out a way to manipulate the the offense to work in their favor uh, the, that Green Bay defense is going to have to put up with uh, with uh, with Dalvin Cook, you know, running and catching out the backfield. Now the defense has gotten the defense of Green Bay has gotten better. I will say that, but I also think that the Vikings they're they're still looking to prove that they belong, and if they could beat a eight and two uh, Packers team, then that could definitely you know get them a long way. They'll be five and five at that point. Um, I don't know. Something's telling me pick Minnesota win. So I'm gonna go with my gut feeling. I'm gonna say gonna say Minnesota pulls off the upset. 
All right. Roger's going with Green Bay. Okay. Uh, next up, we got the Miami Dolphins versus the New York Jets. Uh, I think this is going to be a repeat of um, London and the the Jets. I can't even say that it, with a straight face. Miami's going to win this one. <laughs> Fuck the Jets, Miami. I don't even have to go into detail. I mean, this is a this is a one hundred percent straight homer pick. Uh, I'm man enough to admit that it's a homer pick. I, I think. Okay, here's the thing. I think the Jets have what it takes to beat the Dolphins. Of course, obviously, they do. yeah. Obviously, they they've done it already. Uh, but now let's see them put their big boy britches on and do it when the Dolphins aren't jet lagged. Exactly. Let's so, see what happens. Yep. Uh, Roger also has Miami Peg to win this one. Okay. Um, next up, we got the New Orleans Saints versus the Philadelphia Eagles. This game has potential to be game of the week as well. It does. Um, I'm going to go with the Eagles to win this one. I was fixing to say, I'm, yeah, I'm going with the Eagles too. Okay, because I don't, I, I don't know which team's going to show up for New Orleans every week. It's, it's, they're the most bipolar team in the NFL. I don't know what I'm going to get from one Sunday to the next. You know, right? No uh, disrespect to any of our bipolar listeners out there. We love you. You know, no, not, not at all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, um, I can't in good faith say that the Saints are going to win. Both of, uh, well. Their uh, starting quarterback is is not going to be there. Obviously, James Winston's been injured, so that's we know he's not playing. They're starting Trevor Simeon, who is very hit or miss. I mean, he has looked good, but he's not great. So, right there's that. Um, Philadelphia has just been consistent, uh, and I mean they did just beat the Broncos. So there's that. Um, with that being said, I think Rogers' pick uh, goes with that, uh, and he's going with New Orleans to win. And I just think that's a a fuck you to Philadelphia. Not I think I think it is too. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, next up, we got the Washington Football Team versus the Carolina Panthers. This is another game that I think could be an amazing game of the week game. quality yes um i mean washington just beat the bucks the panthers right. just beat the cardinals um i think this is going to be a really tightly contested game i think it's going to be I, I, again i it i think it's going to be a game of the week um, but I got Carolina winning this one, man. Um, as good as Washington looked, I don't think they can do it two in a row. Uh, I don't think they can do it two in a row against top tier quarterbacks. Um, right. You know, um, um I th- but, I, but I also think that the, the defense of Washington has gotten better. There's oh, yeah. still a couple of hit and miss spots with Carolinas. So I think it's all going to come down to whose defense is going to step up in this game. 
if Carolina's defense can step up, then you would lean toward Carolina. But Washington has, again, they have a great defense. Unfortunately, it doesn't come together when you need it to come together, which is why they're sitting at three and six. Um, uh, you know what? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this just because it's a safe pick. I'm gonna go with the Panthers. Just I mean, I don't feel good about it, but I'm gonna go with it because I feel like that's the safer pick. If that okay. makes sense. Rogers also going with Carolina. Okay. Uh, next up we've got. The San Francisco 49ers versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, San Francisco. San Francisco. I'm not even going to try to make a case for that. No. Uh, Rogers also going with San Francisco. Uh, next okay. up, we got the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Bengals one, coming off their bye week this week. Yeah, but this one was a little difficult for me to pick. Uh, because both teams looked great, faltered, and then started to look better, and then kind of faltered again. Uh, right. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah um, I get what you're saying. I'm, I'm going to go with Cincinnati to to win this one. Um, don't burn me, Joe Burrow. Do not burn me. No, he's got Jamar Chase now. He's good. Yeah, well... Yeah, uh, but I'm going to go with Cincinnati to win this one. I'm going with Cincinnati also. Uh, Roger is also going with Cincinnati. There All right. Go. Next up, we got the Dallas Cowboys versus Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, another game of the week, in my opinion. Uh, especially if we get the Chiefs that we got last week. Right. Uh, and we get the Cowboys that we got last week. I got a feeling. I don't know why. I just got this feeling Kansas City's going to win it. Kansas City's going to pull it off. Now, now, I, you remember a couple of years ago when Kansas City and LA, back then known as the St. Louis Rams, when they had that wild Monday night game where they were just, there was hardly any defense played in that game and they scored a combined like 100 and something points in the game? Yes. Because both defenses were just inept. I got a weird feeling this is what's going to happen in this game. I just think the Cowboys and the Chiefs are just going to go back and forth trading. Hey, baby. Back and forth trading barbs, uh, trading touchdowns. Um, yeah, baby. Um, I got Kansas City pulling off the, the win in this one, I think. I think Kansas City's got a little bit more firepower than Dallas does. All right. Rogers going with Kansas City to win this one. I, however, am going to go against the green. Uh, against my better judgment, I'm going to go with the Cowboys to win this one. I think the Cowboys have been more consistent all year long than the Chiefs have been. Uh, and for that, I think that they're going to pull out the win here. Okay, that works. All right. Uh, all right. And what? What? Who did Roger? Who did you say Roger went for? Uh, Roger and you went the same route with Kansas City. Okay, Kansas City. Okay. Yep. Uh, next up, we got the Arizona Cardinals versus the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I th- yeah, I think um I think Arizona is going to get back to their winning ways in this um game. Um, 
the, I mean, the Seahawks haven't looked good, even with Russell Wilson back in the lineup. Um, you know, they, they they haven't been looking good at all. Um, their defense has been trash, um, and Arizona needs to you know figure out a way to exploit that. Um, that being said, I think they'll be able to get back on their winning ways, and I think Arizona will pull off the victory in this game. So I'm going to go Arizona for the win. Um, I also have Arizona uh, pegged to win this one. Um, I, I just think they're, they're, they're a hard team to beat two weeks in a row. Uh, yeah. And I know it's not the same team that they're facing, but it's still the same. Like they're a hard team to beat two weeks in a row. So right. I, I'm going with Arizona. Rogers also going with Arizona. Next up, we got the, in our Sunday night main event, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the LA Chargers. Uh, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh to win this one. Uh, even if uh, Ben Roethlisberger is not the starter, uh, I, I just think the Chargers have digressed way too much to uh, be able to pull this one off. I don't know. I mean, but the same thing you could say about the Chargers is the same thing you could say about Pittsburgh, too. Uh, I mean, aside from T.J. Watt, the, 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 the defense has not really been living up to expectations. And the fact that I think that both teams kind of fall into that category of teams that are good enough to win games they shouldn't win but also unlucky enough to lose the games that they should win. You see what I'm saying? Right. Um, that being said, for me personally, this is a toss-up. Um, matter of fact, let me grab a – like, honestly, like, I'm doing it – okay, see. Heads, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Tails, I'm going to go with L.A. All right, here we go. I am going to go with the Los Angeles Chargers All to right. win this game. Rogers also going to go with the Chargers. Uh, so I am once again against the grain. That's okay. I can do that. Uh, <laughs> and our Monday night main event is going to be the New York Giants versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, good, good God. I, I'm going to go with the Bucks. I just don't think that the, the Giants have what it takes to. Uh, beat the Bucks. I also don't think that the Bucks are going to overlook the Giants, especially after what happened to them last week with the Washington football team. Well, that's what I was fixing to say because I mean, no one expected Washington to put up the numbers that put up twenty nine against them, and at the same time, nobody thought the the Giants were going to put up seventeen on uh, Kansas City to, neither. Um, and let's be honest. Tom Brady does not like facing the New York Giants. Too many bad memories. Right. Um, then again, he don't have to worry about Michael Strahan, Justin Tuck, O.C. Uminiora, uh, or JPP. Hell, JPP's on his team now, so he's good. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> that being said, but no, but no on, on, on some real shit, yeah, I, I would go with uh, Tampa Bay to win this one. All right. Uh, Rogers also going with Tampa Bay to win this one. And if we, if you didn't hear your teams, uh, that's because the the Los Angeles Rams and the Denver Broncos are on bye week this week. Yes. Um. Now, real quick before we bounce out of here tonight, um, give me three games off the top of your head that you are most looking forward to seeing. Um, I'm going Cowboys Chiefs. I'm going. Washington and 
uh, Panthers, and I'm going Packers Vikings. I like I like those picks. I'm going to throw in Saints and Eagles. I think Saints and Eagles is going to be a good one. And depending on which Cardinals team show, I'm sorry, yeah, depending on which Cardinals team show, but also depending on which Seahawks team shows up as well, Cardinals and Seahawks is also one. But you got to pick between Cardinals versus Seahawks or Cowboys versus Chiefs, and I think about 95% of the country is going to go, and we're going with Cowboys-Chiefs on this one, so. Exactly. That that being said, uh, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Are You Ready for Some Football? Um, hopefully you guys enjoy these uh, picks that we give you. And if you guys have any picks of your own, send it to us, uh, Movement Radio, um, on the Facebook page and uh, the Movement Radio fan page. Um, you know, debate us, talk about it. Who do you think will win and all that good shit. That being said, though, Chip, anything you want to say before we bounce out of here this evening? As always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. A couple of quick shout-outs. Shout-out to our good friend Sean Thompson over at Thompson Personal Training. Check him out on Facebook at Thompson Personal Training. All of his pricing information is there for your um, enjoyment. Uh, you know, he, He's you know still doing a good job uh, training people, getting them in the best shape of their lives. Go check him out on Facebook, Thompson Personal Training. Uh, Shout-out to Jerry and Jennifer over at the Chronic Conversation Podcast. Shout-out to Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network. Uh, Shout-out to Ivan Montanez, twitch.tv slash Demon. Go check out his streaming content. And thank you guys once again. We love you. We appreciate you guys. Um, hopefully we'll see you guys back here on another edition of Are You Ready for Football? I don't know why you wouldn't want to come back because we're just trying to be entertaining as we possibly can be. Uh, that being said, again, we love you guys. Thank you guys. We'll see you back here next week on another edition of Are You Ready for Some Football? Chip, let's hit them with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel and subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos and check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. And I am Talon Williams. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.